Good evening. To open our meeting tonight, Shardell, will you please announce the first hymn? 51. I would like to read the last verse. God's will is done. His kingdom come. The potter's work is plain. The longing to be good and true has brought the light again. And man does stand as God's own child, the image of his love. Let gladness ring from every tongue, and heaven and earth approve. Hymn 51. If you would like to follow along with the readings, please go to our website, 
and on the home page, you will see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that and you will see where to click for the Wednesday evening text. The theme for tonight is perfection is our birthright. This we must accept. And the readings will now be given by Florence from Georgia. I will read from the Bible, Deuteronomy. Thou shalt be perfect with the Lord thy God. Second Corinthians. But their minds were blinded. For until this day remaineth the same veil untaken away in the reading of the Old Testament, which veil is done away in Christ. But even unto this day, when Moses is read, the veil is upon their heart. Nevertheless, when it shall turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. Now the Lord is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all, with open face beholding us in a glass, the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Wherefore henceforth know we no man after the flesh? Yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth know we him no more. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation, to wit, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses, unto them, and have committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God, for he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Romans. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Matthew, and Jesus went about all Galilee, 
teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. Mark. And they came to Jericho. And as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him that he should hold his peace. But he cried the more a great deal, Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort, rise, he calleth thee. And he casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. And Jesus answered and said unto him, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? The blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Go, thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. Matthew, ye have heard that it hath been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. And pray for them that despitefully use you and persecute you. That ye may be the children of your Father which is in heaven. For he maketh his son to rise on the evil and on the good, and sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. For if ye love them which love you, what reward have ye? Do not even the publicans the same? And if ye salute your brethren only, what do ye more than others? Do not even the publicans so. Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. I will now read correlative passages from our textbook, Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures and Prose Works by Mary Baker Eddy. There is no disease. It is mental quackery to make disease a reality, to hold it as something seen and felt, and then to attempt its cure through mind. Immortal man was and is God's image or idea, even the infinite expression of infinite mind. An immortal man is coexistent and co-eternal with that mind. He has been forever in the eternal mind, God. But infinite mind can never be in man, but is reflected by man. The spiritual man 
consciousness and individuality are reflections of God. They are the emanations of him who is life, truth, and love. Immortal man is not and never was material, but always spiritual and eternal. Material personality is not realism. It is not the reflection or likeness of spirit, the perfect God. Sensualism is not bliss, but bondage. For true happiness, man must harmonize with his principal divine love. The son must be in accord with the father in conformity with Christ. According to divine science, man is in a degree as perfect as the mind that forms him. The truth of being makes man harmonious and immortal, while error is mortal and discordant. Christian science demonstrates that none but the pure in heart can see God, as the gospel teaches. In proportion to his purity is man perfect, and perfection is the order of celestial being which demonstrates life in Christ, life's spiritual ideal. The true idea of man as a reflection of the invisible God is as incomprehensible to the limited senses as is man's infinite principle. The visible universe and material man are the poor counterfeits of the invisible universe and spiritual man. Eternal things, verities, are God's thoughts as they exist in the spiritual realm of the real. Temporal things are the thoughts of mortals and are the unreal, being the opposite of the real or spiritual and eternal. Subject sickness, sin and death to the rule of health and holiness in Christian science. And you ascertain that this science is demonstrably true, for it heals the sick and sinning as no other system can. Christian science, rightly understood, leads to eternal harmony. It brings to light the only living and true God and man as made in his likeness, whereas the opposite belief that man originates in matter and has beginning and end, that he is both soul and body, both good and evil, both spiritual and material, terminates in discord and mortality, in the error which must be destroyed by truth. The mortality of material man proves that error has been engrafted into the premises and conclusions of material and mortal humanity. The science of being reveals man as perfect, even as the Father is perfect because the soul or mind of the spiritual man is God, the divine principle of all being. And because this real man is governed by soul instead of sense, by the law of spirit, not by the so-called laws of matter. Unless you fully perceive that you are the child of God, hence perfect, 
You have no principle to demonstrate and no rule for its demonstration. By this, I do not mean that mortals are the children of God. Far from it. In practicing Christian science, you must state its principle correctly, or you forfeit your ability to demonstrate it. It is ignorance and false belief based on material sense of things which hide spiritual beauty and goodness. Understanding this, Paul said, neither death, nor life, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God. This is the doctrine of Christian science, that divine love cannot be deprived of its manifestation or object, that joy cannot be turned into sorrow, for sorrow is not the master of joy, that good can never produce evil, that matter can never produce mind nor life resulting death. The perfect man, governed by God, his perfect principle is sinless and eternal. The divine demand, be ye therefore perfect, is scientific and the human footsteps leading to perfection are indispensable. Individuals are consistent, who watching and praying can run and not be weary, walk and not faint, who gain good rapidly and hold their position or attain slowly and yield not to discouragement. When we wait patiently on God and seek truth righteously, he directs our path. Imperfect mortals grasp the ultimate of spiritual perfection slowly. But to begin aright and to continue the strife of demonstrating the great problem of being is doing much. The human self must be evangelized. This task God demands us to accept lovingly today and to abandon so fast as practical the material, and to work out the spiritual which determines the outward and actual. We will now have a moment of silent prayer, and then repeat together the Lord's Prayer. Our
temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Bruce, will you please announce the next hymn? Hymn number 56. Father, thou joy of loving hearts, thou fount of life, thou light of men, from all the best that earth imparts, we turn unfilled to thee again. Hymn number 56. And welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our weekly testimony meeting for Wednesday, January 4th, 2023. At all our meetings and services, we read from the King James Bible and from the writings of Mary Baker Eddy. Every Sunday morning, we have our weekly Sunday church service at 11 a.m. 
But an hour before the service, at 10 a.m., we have our roundtable discussion. This is where we discuss different aspects of the weekly lesson and other current topics and how to apply our understanding of Christian science to them. So be sure to join us every Sunday morning for the round table at 10 a.m. and the church service at 11 o'clock. And we have a Sunday school every Sunday morning at 11 o'clock also. Our Sunday school is open to children from anywhere through our dedicated teleconference number. Many children attend the Sunday school by calling in on the telephone from out of state. So if you have a child who would like to attend the Sunday school, call the church to get the phone number, and our teachers will be very happy to welcome them. We have a Bible study here once a month at 11 a.m. on a Saturday morning. Our next Bible study will be on January 28th at 10 a.m. Information about the Bible study is posted on the church website under the This Week's Lesson tab, along with some study aids. So check it out and plan to join us for a really interesting and lively Bible study at 10 a.m. on January 28th. Just call the teleconference number to join in. <clears throat> we have a website plainfieldcs.com, where you'll find the very finest Christian science literature to read, study, and listen to. There are other wonderful writings by Mary Baker Eddy that you might not be aware of, and writings by students who lived at her home and were taught directly by her. You will always find something there that will lift your spirit and meet your need whatever the need might be. And all the resources we have on the website are free. There is never a charge. Our goal is to spread Mrs. Eddy's teachings around the world. And to aid in that goal, we also have 17 additional websites in a variety of languages so that people can hear and read the healing truths of pure Christian science in their own language. So feel free to look through our websites. And as I said, they're all free. And we have a well-equipped nursery for infants and toddlers at all our services. So if you're able to get here in person, be sure to bring the little ones along too. <clears throat> I will now read from the church manual by Mary Baker Eddy this section entitled, Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or suffering, although the generic name of the disease may be indicated. 
For everyone who gives a testimony tonight, we would ask that you please keep your remarks to within four minutes. This will give everyone the opportunity to share their offering tonight. For those who are on the telephone, when you are ready to give a testimony, please press the star button on your telephone twice. Also, keep in mind when you do, we are going to be able to hear you as well as any other sounds that your phone picks up. So we kindly request that you be in a quiet place and I will call on each of you one at a time by name. Our meeting tonight is now open for the sharing of testimonies of healing through Christian science. Shahidat from Maryland. Go ahead, please. Good evening. Thank you very much, Florence, for those readings. I would like to share a healing that I had last week. Last Wednesday, I woke up in the early hours of the morning with an excruciating pain on my left side that seemed to start under my armpit and radiate across my back and down my leg. No matter how I shifted in bed, it was impossible to find a pain-free sleeping position. Initially, several mortal thoughts came, came to mind, intimating the severity of the pain based on its location, but I refused to be fearful of that. Then a thought came wondering what I could have possibly done earlier that day to cause this pain, but I refused to entertain that either. Instead, I held to the truth that God is the only cause and creator, so the only effect I could experience was the effect of God good. This pain clearly wasn't good, so it couldn't be from God, and so I did not have to have it. I reasoned from this standpoint as I laid there in the dark trying to go back to sleep. I finally did go back to sleep, and when I woke up at my regular time in the morning, I was still in some pain, but it had lessened considerably. I worked with Mrs. Eddie's treatment for every day throughout that morning as I walked the dog, declaring that I was perfect in God, and I continued to work with that treatment for the rest of the day. That evening, I did sleep through the night, although the pain remained a bit. The next day was Friday, and as I continued to know that I was perfect in God as my Father in Heaven is perfect, after my workday, I was on the couch watching TV at about 8 p.m. when I suddenly noticed I was completely pain-free, regardless of how I moved about. I felt really good, rejuvenated, and this light as, as light as a feather. I am very grateful for this wonderful church where I'm continuing learning how to make Christian science practical. And thank you so much for the meeting tonight. Thank you. Elizabeth from New Hampshire. Elizabeth from New Hampshire. Go ahead, please. Good evening. Recently, or in past couple of months actually, there was a testimony given in regard to bees. It was a really good testimony and it reminded me of an epiphany that I had regarding bees. Whenever I'm working in the yard and I encounter them, I always speak to them out loud saying, now you have your job to do and I have mine and we don't need to be concerned about each other. This time, though, I realized that the bee cannot possibly do what he is not meant to do, meaning to harm me or anyone else. As an idea, the outline of a bee, and any idea, only includes that which it includes and nothing else. It is firm and established, the same as any other idea of God. This includes man, the qualities of man, 
the qualities that man consists of cannot and do not change. This is God's law. It is firm and established. Only mortal mind would have us believe the Genesis 2 theory that man includes both good and bad qualities, as we heard in tonight's readings. This we must not accept. We must instantly reject any picture of a man unlike the perfect, good, and lovely man that God has made in Genesis 1. When we hold to this, this will be the man that we see. Isn't that what Jesus did? I'm so grateful for the teachings of our beloved leader, Mary Baker Eddy, and her discovery of this amazing science as it was revealed to her through the scriptures. Thank you, God, and thank you, Plainfield Church. Good night. Thank you. Linda. Thank you very much for the readings tonight. I'd like to express my deep gratitude tonight for the healing, instructive weekly Bible lessons and the roundtables that follow. Recently after a roundtable, I believe it was on New Year's Day, I found myself healed of a, a physically restrictive condition. I found that day that the words and the power behind them lifted my thought. The freer movement was such a blessing, but greater was the deeper understanding of Christian science that came with that freedom, particularly reminding us that we must start with the truth that we are perfect, perfect God, perfect man. And I find this difficult sometimes to do. I am, I've been really working to be consistent about this, and I'm very grateful for the regular practitioner support, which is breaking down many walls of resistance and uh, the consistent time that we have in the, during this instruction week after week to help keep our thought lifted and living this practical science. I also remember feeling a greater sense of love toward myself and others. I'm very grateful for all that is done at this church and to be part of this mission. I'm so grateful that we had Christ Jesus and Mary Baker Eddy, who sacrificed so much to give us this science, and the many people now and before us at this church who sacrificed much so that this science could continue as clear and pure with the Mrs. Eddy intended. Thank you. Thank you. Bruce. So I, I just love reading the articles that are posted on our website. And there's one there called Opportunity from Bicknell Young. And before I get into my comments, I just say, hey, if there's anybody out there looking for an opportunity, read this article. It's really very helpful. And uh, as I read through, it made me very grateful for the experience that I had. Um, I think I've said this before, before I moved to Plainfield from a distance, I was not in good shape and I needed a lot of help. 
and I was very grateful to have found it here in the Plainfield Church. And after a while, as you can imagine, life gets better. And in fact, I remember thinking at one time, wow, New Jersey is the land of opportunity. That is, until I found out later that, truthfully, the divine mind is the land of opportunity. And so it really is. So I'm very grateful that um, to have heard a testimony that was given in this church long ago by a practitioner. And I don't know if I'm going to be able to recite it really all that well, but essentially what he said was, Person A asked Person B, saying, well, it says in Science and Health that divine love always has met and always will meet every human need, so why has my needs not been met? And Person B responds by asking another question and says, well, where is your divine love? And that meant a lot to me because I've often wondered about that statement. And that clarified a lot of things. And essentially what it meant to me was that divine love does not just make all the things you want fall out of the sky and land in your lap. So there's a requirement. And that is to be the expression of divine love. And I think that's consistent with what Jesus has said in the Bible that the greatest is he who serves. And so it is. So with that lesson, I got it in my heart that I just love to serve. And indeed, I think you all know how good it feels when you've done something helpful, beneficial, or good in some way. And that's like God saying, yes, when you're doing that, you're being my image and likeness, and this is satisfying. So I'm so thankful for uh, all the uh, lessons I've learned here and to learn to pray for, dear God, how can I serve you? Instead of, dear God, please give me what I want. And that is a far more healthier way to approach uh, everything there is. And if that's in your heart, believe me, God will give you the opportunity to serve him. That's, that's a given. Thank you. Dale from Virginia, go ahead, please. Thank you. Thank you so much for those wonderful readings and the other testimonies. I'm very grateful for the opportunity through the church to be familiar with many comforting and healing hymns. There's one that I sing almost every day, as its words are so uplifting. The words are from Mrs. Eddy's poem, Satisfied. Recently, I had occasion to put the words of this hymn to use to immediately cast out fear and claim protection for everyone concerned. One of our neighbors was having work done on his house. A fellow with a gas backpack was walking on our neighbor's fairly steep roof and blowing off the accumulated pine needles. When my husband pointed this out, at first I couldn't even look, but immediately repeated the words to the previously mentioned hymn. The first line goes, it matters not what be thy lot, so love doth guide. For storm or shine, pure peace is thine, whate'er betide. 
putting love in control of this situation really did calm my apprehension. The third verse says, I, darkling sense, arise, go hence. Our God is good. False fears are foes. Truth tatters those when understood. I didn't need to harbor any fears. They weren't from God, so they were powerless, even non-existent. The next verse really nailed it. Love looseth thee and lifteth me a yaunt hate's thrall. Their life is light and wisdom might, and God is all. That really did lift all my fears. I felt perfectly happy that all was well, and God's goodness was in complete control. I went about my business and never even looked out the window again, and all was well. This was a small incident, but very important to nail immediately any false fears that try to invade our consciousness. I'm very glad that the tools are provided here to do that very thing. Thank you so much for this meeting tonight. Thank you. Florence from Georgia. Go ahead, please. Thank you. I'm reading a testimony from London. This lady titles her testimony, All Things Are Possible to God. For many years, I have believed that my siblings and I suffered from high blood pressure, a condition which we believe we have inherited from our mother. I was referred to several specialists and prescribed several drugs, but I was told they all have side effects. Therefore, when I was told I have contracted what is called gout by the medical profession as a side effect, I believed it. The pain was excruciating and unbearable. I was at the end of my tether. It was at this point that I seriously started studying Christian science. If God is love and I am his image and likeness, then this suffering cannot be true nor real. A friend advised me to get in touch with this church, which I did eventually. At first I was skeptical, as I have tried other practitioners before. After a long consideration I did, and she lovingly agreed to pray with me. She gave me passages to read and study. For the first time, I was able to really study with meaning. I understand that God is love and good. He knows no suffering and that I am his precious child. As the Bible says, he is of purer eye than to behold evil. After a couple of hours, the pain subsided, but the fear was still there. I therefore kept on studying the Bible and science and health. After a couple of weeks or so, the pain started, and I called the lady practitioner. From my end, the telephone of the telephone, I heard her say something to that effect. Whoever heard of error moving from one leg to another? Not in exact words, but I did hear something to that effect. Then she chuckled. It took a few minutes, then I realized that was the truth. And that was my moment of awakening. 
The truth has awakened me from my dream. Yes, yes, I am free, not only from the belief of pain and the lie of suffering from high blood pressure and that I, I live in matter, but there is hunger in me to learn more of my everlasting harmonious relationship with my Father who formed me in his likeness. Thank you, our Father, Mother God. I am grateful to God for his love. The Teachings of Christian Science, Mary Baker Eddy, and the Lady Practitioner. I have another testimony from Japan, um, and she refers to herself as Providence from Asia. She says, Happy, glorious, and victorious New Year to you all at Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent and everyone listening in. I just wanted to kick off this new year with continuing heartfelt gratitude for Plainfield CS Church. While I still continue to work toward complete and permanent healing of something I have been handling for the last few years, I have turned so many corners spiritually thanks to countless services of Plainfield I listened to as well as healing articles which your website generously shares for all around the world. A while ago, I had serious breathing difficulty in the middle of the night, around 2 a.m. I contacted a Plainfield CS practitioner across the globe, first via text and then via phone. At that time, to be very honest, I thought I would pass on. The practitioner gently yet firmly and persistently stayed with me, affirming truth. The only way I can describe that experience is that it was like the 23rd Psalm, which reads, He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. At that time, I remember repeating as I listened to her, I am good. I am God. I am good. I am God. That was like God echoing to my cry, holding me as his dear child. I felt such oneness with him. After 20 minutes or so, the situation turned around. I settled and went back to sleep. A symptom never returned. I have more to write, but maybe another time. Again, happy, victorious New Year to you all. Sending you much love, gratitude, and joy across the Pacific. I am grateful to be here tonight. Thank you. Tony or Lenny from Georgia. Go ahead, please. Hi, this is Tony, and thank you for that that last testimony. I wanted to make a comment about the our readings tonight. Um, we we heard that we move, we are changed into the same image from glory to glory, as we heard in Corinthians and. 
I love that this is the way in science for us. We don't go from problem to problem, but we go from understanding, uh, demonstration, working through whatever life puts at us, and we overcome it, and that's a glory. And it's a, it's a, it's a flag that we plant in the ground that we have, that we're proving the science to ourselves, and we're moving on that path. And I might have testified to this before, but I want to mention a couple of glories. Um, I contracted um, poison ivy, and working with a practitioner here, she was very, very firm with me about what I needed to be doing in my thought. And it wasn't until I totally gave up on any other potential means of what is true, and I rejected everything else did the situation resolve. And I was so grateful to be working with the practitioner who supported me to help me get to that point of, of realization that, that this is the truth. There is nothing else. And, there, and the situation turned around very quickly. The second situation I had was a complicated situation at work. I'm not going to go into all the details, but we had many moving parts, problems, errors with vendors and contracts and money. And I was in the middle middle of it all. And a lot of the blame was coming to me. But I knew that divine love was truly the source of all good, all action. And I was working with a practitioner here as well on this situation. And this situation unwound in the most beautiful way and I'm so grateful for that glory that it showed up in, in that way. And finally, I've been trying to understand what it means to uphold my duty to Mrs. Eddie. And it's been recommended through this church that we read a series of books by Doris Greckel. And I have finished the first book. I'm working on the second book. But it goes through Mrs. Eddie's life. And the veil is totally lifted from my eyes as to what Mrs. Eddie has gone through to give us this beautiful science. You know, my heart just opened up for her as to who she really is. And as I now dive back into science and health, it's like a brand new book. And I'm just so deeply grateful for what she's done and given us and that this church has been standing on that same principle and encouraging others to, you know, discover that truth. And I, I'm just so grateful for that. And those readings tonight were, were just wonderful, Florence. Thank you so much. Thank you. Shardy. Good evening. Since coming to Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent, I have been learning many truths about God, declaring only one mind in operation at all times has become a reliable spiritual fact when realized by me, even in a small degree, and brings freedom and hope. Another factor in this spiritual growth is the Wednesday evening service with music, readings, and testimonies. Because of some particular testimonies 
about nothing ever being lost in the one mind, I had a lovely event take place the other day. As I went to pay a small debt with cash, I realized that my little brown money purse was not in my pocketbook. As soon as I returned home, I started to search and caught myself almost immediately. I sat down and started recalling all the testimonies about lost objects being found by prayer. So I prayed to understand this law of harmony and peace. Actually, the next thing I did was to work on something for church. When I finished, I went back into my room and again sat down to be quiet. All of a sudden, I got up, walked over to the desk, opened the middle drawer, and there was a little brown purse. I was very happy for this unfoldment of goodness, especially seeing the proof of waiting and depending on God for everything, big and small. Thank you, testifiers, for speaking out, for your declarations enrich everyone. I am also very grateful for the Office of Practitioner who heal and guide us along the way and encourage all of us to testify and share how God has healed and protected us every moment. Thank you. Thank you. Sharon. My oldest son talks about politics, but never God. So when he came on Christmas, he was telling me about his friend saying government was the supreme power. My son said, no, God is the only power and he is supreme. He governs. Things would be good if people put their trust in God, not in government. This really surprised me and pleased me also. He acknowledged God as all knowing and supreme. He was healed through prayer and has been reading the church calendar and applying the statements to things going on in his life. He took in the truth and when the time came, he passed it on and stood on the side of right. I am so grateful for Christian science, for this church, for our Bible studies, round table services, practitioner help, and Mrs. Eddy for her standing and giving us this science. And thank you for the readings. Thank you. Jeremy. I, I wanted to give further gratitude tonight for how well and smoothly the recent audio project here at the church has gone. There were a few parts of it that I wanted to single out specifically so they're not forgotten. I started this project early last summer by proposing to the church board what I hoped to do, and I gave them a budget to go with it. That budget was not arrived on by adding up the numbers of everything that I felt I was supposed to buy, but rather praying about the number, many numbers actually, and specifically just praying for which one was the correct one. And so when I finally arrived on a number I felt peaceful with, I trusted it was just what God was giving me. And fast forward to now, I'm so grateful to 
the project came in actually $175 under budget. And I, and I just have such gratitude for all that I've learned here about how to pray and how to trust God. And my other bit of gratitude from this was the fact that I was able to trust in the unfolding of God's plan, even though it took around six months. And I just was able to, to be calm, knowing that God was showing me what to do in his time. And I didn't have to, didn't have to rush, didn't have to worry. Just so grateful for that. So I'm very grateful tonight for all I've learned here about Christian science and from my practitioner, which has allowed me to demonstrate in this way and trust in this way. And I just have deep thanks to this church for allowing me the time to grow spiritually these past nine and a half years. So I'm able to be of use to God in this way. Thank you. And now I have a testimony from Imogen in Australia. Good evening, dearest Plainfield Independent. I've given this testimony before, but I'm sharing it again here. A number of years ago, my grandmother was taken into intensive care. The hospital informed us that she would soon pass. When my husband and I knew of this, we immediately called a pure practitioner here in Australia for prayerful support. He gave us the following passage to work with from Science and Health, page 412. Mrs. Eddy writes, quote, The power of Christian science and divine love is omnipotent. It is indeed adequate to unclasp the hold and to destroy disease, sin and death, end quote. In the ICU, I held my grandmother's hand. We were told that she couldn't hear us, yet I leaned over and sang her favourite hymn quietly in her ear. The most sublime look of joy and peace came over her and she started to sing along. The nurses couldn't believe it. She was so radiant and beautiful. She looked like a lovely young woman holding my hand and singing her hymn, to her Father in heaven, I know that my Redeemer lives. She was at one. When we finished the hymn, she slept. Over the next three days and nights, we kept the prayer up with the practitioner working tirelessly, supporting our understanding of Mrs. Eddy's many healing instructions. God's love was unstoppable, surrounding us in his tender care and mighty arm. Soon, messages came from the hospital that she was miraculously improving. The internal bleeding stopped. One by one, the life support mechanisms were no longer required until her body was again in perfect working order. She was released from the hospital. Later on, she joyfully announced that her shoulder joint that had been so painful for decades was also healed. This was a life saved and a shoulder joint healed directly through the action of Christian science. I am very grateful to that pure, holy practitioner who has since graduated. I am very grateful to Mrs. Eddy for her inspired discovery of divine science, Christian science, and its ever-present ability to heal every disease I am very grateful for this proof of God's omnipotent might 
His love, His care. Not one of us are ever outside the radiance of His love. I'm so grateful to Plainfield Independent and our holy practitioners. I've been able to continue learning divine science, Christian science, with unstoppable results. Luke 10, 9 And heal the sick that are therein, and say unto them, The kingdom of God is come nigh unto you. And now we have a testimony from Izzy in England. Good evening and best wishes to everyone for the new year. I don't have much of a testimony this week, but I wanted to share my gratitude for Christian Science and for everything that is done here in Plainfield to teach how it really should be practised. I was fortunate enough to be brought up in Christian Science and although I drifted out of it, I came crashing back in 2020. It's clear it is the only way to live and the constant solution for every one of life's challenges. As a child, my Sunday school teachers were some of the kindest, most loving people I have ever met. I recall one wonderful teacher, a very glamorous lady, telling me about a car accident that she experienced. As she realised she was about to crash, all she could say was, God is governing. Her car crashed, but she walked away from the accident without any injuries to the surprise of everyone. I have never forgotten her teaching, and especially those three little words, God is governing. These days, I say them in my prayers every morning, but I know I have held them with me over the years, even when I wasn't really living Christian science. If ever I feel anxious, whether for myself or for others, or for world affairs, the simple reminder of those three words immediately brings peace and calm. They bring me back to a state in which I can be useful. They enable me to follow Mrs. Eddy's instruction to hold the line. They enable me to follow her instructions on page 97 of Science and Health to hold crime in check, aid in the ejection of error and maintain law and order, cheerfully awaiting the certainty of ultimate perfection, to paraphrase slightly. I always try to share little things with others to bring comfort and awareness. And just before Christmas, I was able to share these words with two young people I work with, a young man in his 20s and a girl aged just 16. A few weeks earlier, the young man had mentioned being anxious. So just as the three of us finished for Christmas, I took the opportunity I said, there's something I've been wanting to tell you because you mentioned that you had anxiety and there's something that I have found really helpful over the years. I told him the story of my Sunday school teacher saying God is governing. I said, you don't have to do anything now, but if you're ever in a situation, I want you to know that those little words have helped me. And then we said goodbye and skipped off for Christmas. I was really pleased that the young girl was there too and maybe one day they will be in a situation where knowing this will help them. 
So I'm constantly on the lookout for opportunities to talk about God and to share inspiration from all the writings available to us. When I do share things, people are often so receptive and find them really comforting. And I'm so grateful to be in a position to be able to help people in this small way. I'm really thankful that our ever-governing God has now led me to the Plainfield Church, where the compound power of trust, obedience and dedication, all guided by and enacted through love, are making Christian science so freely available to the world. Thank you so much. Have a good night and a wonderful year. Thank you. To close our meeting tonight, Linda, will you please announce the last hymn? What is thy birthright, man, child of the perfect one? What is thy father's plan for his beloved son? In number 382.